You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Evening, Joe. Evening, Pat. How are you? Very well, mate. It's uh, it's definitely been a week where Hunter S. Thompson has been loud in my ear. Buy the ticket and enjoy the ride, baby. It's uh, it's it's definitely felt like you know a year in a year in one. So I'm glad to be on the ride. It's it is what it is. But um, there's been moments of hand tucked in and then hands out. So it's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to be sitting here at the edge on Friday and. And feeling like, yeah, we've just gone down a couple of downs and a couple of ups and perspective is pretty ripe right now. How are you? Yeah, similar, similar, not as a, not as roller coaster as you, um, but yeah, it's kind of, uh, you know, life is gonzo journalism sometimes, isn't it? So it's, you know, really the, the spirit of Hunter S. Thompson was actually getting, getting his hands dirty, right? So he actually, you know, I think his writing style was really kind of that, that beatnik kind of style of stuff that Kerouac really and that whole crew kind of pioneered, which was doing the stuff that you're writing about. So you can actually write about it really, you know, like the kind of Hemingway, I guess, kind of pioneered it probably. I'm sure he, you know, I'm sure there's other people I'm, I'm leaving out um, that he based his stuff on, but that idea of kind of, you know, you're, you're in it, you're absolutely in it. And I think when you have weeks like what you've had, it's, a, it's about understanding that, that it is, you know, you're the author of your own life, right? It's, but you're, you're living it and uh, it's, but it's important to, to think through it and to, to document it and to kind of, you know, um, hold it and understand it over, over time. Yeah. I think there's, there's something in that. There's something in about living it. And, um, yeah, Hunter is one of the first authors I really started getting pretty deep into. Um, and yeah, he does it well and he does it well. Um, and he does it well in terms of where we were kicking off and that's around politics. And he, he really lived the Nixon era, which is arguably where we are again. 2.0, 3.0, 2.0, 3.0, whatever you're up to with pointos. But um, we're there and we're sort of springboarding into what the hell leadership is off the back of sort of government's role, which I think is a, a fascinating place. I've been sitting in and around that, what the hell leadership is in this in this absolute post-truth minefield. And um, I think it's an important topic. And like straight off the bat, we're not trying to tell anyone how to live life here. It's just like to two classic fellas trying to figure it out um, honestly. And I just want to premise that convo that that's what we're trying to do throughout this. I don't think we're trying to tell you how to live, how to be, but it's just two guys recording conversation um, and best thoughts on that. So take it as you will, but that's that's what we're doing and that's what you're listening to, um, bringing in professional and personal perspectives. And what leadership is i think in in this day and age i feel like it does need a revision and if you listen back to the past convo i feel like yeah politics definitely needs a revision in terms of rule book we touched on that a lot we leaned in on soccer as a religion i feel like a lot of people are exposed to the magic of football through the world cup and Messi's sort of ascendancy to to demigod which is rightfully so now he's playing in miami a debatable Maybe you can change the flavor of Miami. Who knows? But um, <laughs> that's where we are now. So it's like, Joey, how the hell do we lead? I look to you as a leader. I feel like you've got leadership qualities. I'm not saying you got it all, but I'm saying I definitely think in life you, you've found yourself lead. Um, I've also seen you you follow, and I think that's something a good leader should be able to do. 
but what do you feel like is is happening right now? Because we're focusing these last couple of convos on post-truth and that's sort of the convenience to say whatever the hell you want to be able to push an agenda. But I feel like when it gets to politics and maybe we should box it there, is, is it, there's also a reluctance to put forward a, a true vision of a future and that's this sort of, I don't know, I could be wrong, but the feeling is there's actually a leadership vacuum in terms of painting a vision of a future that we all want to push towards. And that's what we've sort of been talking about. But what do you feel like is missing in that space? And am I wrong in those assumptions? Uh, no, no, I, I don't I don't think you are wrong, right? I think the politics has always been about framing. So it's, you know, really, I, I think part, a big part of the challenge in politics at the moment is that the discourse is no longer ideological. What I mean by that is that it's it's no longer about bigger ideas in terms of kind of like what as you're framing like visions visions for the future that we're that we're working towards. The kind of the the sloganism is you know we went through an era where I think that's probably led to a lot of the distrust where it was kind of sloganistic. So you know really the <clears throat> it's probably not dissimilar to you know, how people talk about like the brand era or kind of like the advertising era where, you know, we used to sit there, get served ads and be like, oh yeah, great. Chevrolets are fantastic, right? And it couldn't be further from the truth. But the... <laughs> the, the thing that kind of everyone said that started their own, their own takes on stuff, right? People have actually started to think about ways that they can make their own mind up and because now we have, we all no long, no one actually ever consumes the same media, really, um, you know, in terms of kind of, the, they might read the same things, but ultimately they're getting served very, very different stuff. And that's only going to get worse. That in politics, <clears throat> it's become not about a, a big idea. It's actually become about almost being seen almost as a, as an actor. It's become about the individual, right? Kind of being, it's, they've been become personified. And I think Barack Obama, you know, probably was the last good version of that, where it kind of like this incredibly charismatic kind of man who had a yes, we can kind of thing. But really, when you think about it, it is the narrative was about him, right? The narrative was actually became about kind of Barack as a as a person. Did you like him? Didn't you? It was his healthcare plan, etc. So it's become very personal. And it's become, you know, it's kind of almost cultish, almost like we see in celebrity. And unfortunately, I think, you know, like part of post-truth and part of leadership is that there are no, if you really think about it, there's no more leaders anymore. There's just a lot of celebrity, right? There's a lot of people who are famous or great as, at a specific thing, but it's leaders in and of themselves. It's maybe it's no longer good enough. And I think that's part of the challenge in government is that, you know, to kind of, particularly in, you know, it works like if you're a fascist state or if you're a single party state, it kind of works because the head of the party is the head of the party, right? It's just that it is, it is ultimately their show, but they're kind of their, the ultimate representative of it. But I think we're more challenged in democracy around the role of government because, you know, we can't really sit here and accept that it's corrupt or accept that it doesn't really have as big of a role. And it does in, in our world, but yet, we also don't have the certainty of, you know, that we live in Putin's Russia or we live in kind of, you know, we live in, you know, a certain kind of, you know, state, whatever it was. We're not under a dictatorship. We're actually, we're a democracy. And yeah, the way you surmise leadership there is like it has pivoted in terms of true leadership from like 
maybe being able to lead from like one focal point to being able to be, whether you're an individual with <clears> that <throat> power to being able to be a platform or whether you are a, a party affiliated and how do you, how do you present, communicate and enable yourself to be a platform to feel like people can assemble around that brand or assemble around that organization, galvanize and point forward a future. It feels like for me, leadership now is, is how to do that well. And the one thing that scared me was for the global audience, you may not be super aware of it, but the Albanese government, which is at the moment, the federal government in Australia, Mm. the one of the big points was that when we tried to do referendum change, so constitutional change was that they didn't have a key driver of like consistent messaging through that to being able to get, Indigenous rights enshrined and having a voice or maybe just having a voice to begin with. But the the whole feeling felt like they had multiple voices there, but they didn't have, like if you look at brand now, what wins as like an underdog brand is a brand with a face, but a brand with a face that galvanizes a community and allows community to own that brand in its own way. That's my take on like influencer culture, but then also just like people bringing up something new, something fresh is like, you know, it is something that but it's bringing everyone who feels that and allowing them to feel like that. Whereas the Elbow government just, it didn't have a central message and he tried to carry that. And then it's like, does that say something about that whole feeling of allowing lots of different voices? And my gut is that it's it's not. I just think it was badly executed because I feel like leadership has changed Maybe we could use, like, you've got such a fabulous brand mind. Like, I feel like if you were to brand leadership, I feel like brand of leadership has changed from singular to multiple, but being able to somehow capture and thread something through them all. And like, yeah, that's what leadership is to be able to, everyone says like, listen, do this, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, how do you synthesize and then drive through a mission through that and like capture that so everyone feels heard and then everyone can move through that. And we go through sport analogies always and I've tried to duck weaving them, but I'm like, hell, I'm leaning into them because there's such good, if you love sport, can be such good euphemisms for like popular culture, for for politics, for so many different things because it, it captures tribalism so well. But so many things wrong in a sporting orga- organisation is that there's different fractious like points and it's someone who can galvanise around one, one mission, which is to win. It's simple, but how do you make people feel like they're playing a part, which is the art? And I feel like politics hasn't quite nailed that. And and it used to be just like, say in Australian politics, go Bob Hawke. Like it was simple. It was so sporty. It was just where the colours and you're back in it. But now it's so much more nuanced because as you said at the start, everyone's consuming a completely different narrative depending on where you are and who you are, what biases you have, who you shook hand with, who you spat on, who whatever you did, that's, or even whatever your neighbour did, like, it's all coloured and it's all very direct channel. But trying to distill that, Joey, to you after that little rant was like, has the brand of leadership changed and the delivery of what is expected too late changed? I mean, I mean, I think it's I think it's actually gotten a lot harder, yeah. right? Because it's it's really like it's like trying to lead a herd of distracted cats. <laughs> so like it, <laughs> it's it's true. Like it's you know I think so much of 
<laughs> just successful. hold on that for listeners. <laughs> a herd of distracted cats. Who has ever come across a herd of distracted cats? Before? Well, no one, but that's that's the whole point because cats, oh, no, cats, keep, cats keep to themselves. Go and, the cats. You know, yeah, well, it's, yeah, especially those ones. But, um, you know, <laughs> no, I'm, t- I'm talking about distracted I cats, know, not, man, I know, not I know. old and old and sad ones. Um, I'm talking about distracted cats. <laughs> But if so, distracted cats is really, I think it's a, it's a good metaphor for how our populace is. So everyone now feels entitled to give their voice, give their opinion and believe that it holds, that it holds weight. Right. And that's not a judgment. That's just, that's just the world that we now live in. So people's response. The review world, the five star, give us three. Yeah. Star. Five star. I give this, I give that. I have an opinion. Um, the thing that kind of, I think is quite challenging in leadership these days is that you used to be able to kind of do things. So you had a a smaller spotlight, if that makes sense. So you used to, you know, like if in politics in particular, people never really saw you, right? So people saw you do a speech. They saw you in parliament. They kind of saw, saw you this, whereas now in the news cycle, it's constant. So there's constant kind of things move, 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 move. So the cycles move a lot quicker. So the media that you have to lead through has changed significantly in terms of actually kind of influencing the populace. So the populace is sitting there distracted, never actually being able to coalesce around everything. People don't read the same things, don't look at the same things, and, you know, arguably don't even look at each other anymore, right? So it's, you know, you're more likely these days if, you know, something happens driving a car for the person to, even if it's their fault, to be mad with you rather than try to kind of like hold their hand up. And that's kind of a byproduct of the world we live in. But as a as a leader trying to find a way through that, it's actually easier to tap into the to the negative framing that there's got to be someone to blame for the situation we are in than rather than paint a hopeful picture of the future. And that's that's my biggest worry in in kind of like, you know, trying to lead and govern in today's world is that <clears throat> It's harder than ever to actually tell a story, story of good, right? Because it's, you know, painting a bright picture of a future to a populace who broadly is kind of going, oh, God, you know, life is a little bit less than rosy. And kind of we have all of these problems, which we do, but also we we're actually doing things about them, right? That's the that's the perverse part of it. So I think good governments these days just try to stay elected and try to actually get stuff done right i kind of look at you know um albanese here kind of you know um people in kind of different um democracies around the world you know even in the u.s like you know you you don't have to like biden but you have to understand that he's actually gotten a lot done right in terms of the time that he's actually had he's he will have left a major mark on america Right. You don't have to agree with everything that the man says or, you know, you you can believe that, you know, maybe he is a fake robot, that he's actually dead and frozen. But he has he has he has done a lot. So but I think that's the thing, like leadership kind of it's not about like the public act anymore. It's often these days about kind of just literally trying to get as much stuff as you can and match the pace that is actually kind of coming through at whatever kind of um, consequence there may be. But it's. I think it's a harder job than ever to be in to be in politics this is why a lot of people don't do it because it's you know it's not you used to be able to have a life outside of it now you are it right very much like what you'd see in influencer culture or mm-hmm. kind of celebrity culture these days so you know I wouldn't necessarily want to be a celebrity either because of the demands that it actually brings brings with it so it's yeah I think it's the, the stats the, on who wants to be as a new generation celebrity or influencer is is yeah. pretty scary 
I know, by, uh, but they think it's free money. So like, it's, that's, that's all that oh, is. The sale. Like, the sale. Yeah. 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 It's uh you know, but there's not, unless you're really, really good at it, there's not a lot of money in having a YouTube channel. Right. It's, um you know, yeah. Like my, Order. my how to pot plants um, channels, you know, gone terribly. So it, I still like it, mate. <laughs> I know. The one thing that I worry about is this undertone of flat earth and, and some other weird conspiracy theories that keeps coming through your plant channel that I am a little bit concerned of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean in, in fairness, in, in fairness, yeah, it's a plant's a vertical joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah how well i mean that that was where i got into real trouble wasn't it where i was like how can we have vertical gardens and the world be round come on people yeah, yeah. so you start an absolute storm we, we can't have both so therefore the world has to be flat yeah it has to be hey that's how you got viral so that's how that's how you somehow started flogging <laughs> yeah. a lot of plants all of a sudden. yeah but i mean we're kind of joking but that's actually what occurs right it's this this kind You've of this, um like kind of i don't know post-truth mysticism well that's what i think we're sort of getting to the cracks of it and also irony that drives narrative right now yeah and it's like are you in on the joke are you out of the joke are you in it like that's internet culture like 101 and then it's like but it's also blended with politics which is i don't think everyone in politics and everyone who's affected by politics feels the irony like it should be felt no but it's it, but it's hard because like it's like it's it, it, i know what you mean but it's like it's it's almost so nihilistic that it's in some ways it's actually it's it's killing society i'm not trying and, to excuse it i'm just like no no i'm i'm not either i'm just saying like our our institutions like small small scale institutions where leaders used to come from in in our communities right whatever you think of them but things like the cfa surf life-saving clubs rotary clubs kind of school councils local councils you know kind of all of this type of stuff where people used to take a step into political leadership at some level right leading the local footy club i mean no one wants to do it anymore right and they don't and they don't want to do it because they end up as the center of this like kind of what you're talking about this nihilistic oh they need to do it i'm not doing it you know they're probably taking money out of the school like there's all of these things that go with it now that i don't think ever used to come with it there used to be just an esteem for the position whereas now we're just like oh who cares and so let's change course and so there's also huge because there's there's so much in that and it's like leadership is a is fraught with minefields it's like and that's where i feel like we left off was to lead is like to also be petrified that you're going to get cancelled at the moment and that's sort of where we're going there it, it, it feels like and you're also on show not only yourself but your family everyone connected to you but then it's at the same time there's there's leadership that i was sort of trying to allude to with where the albanese government went and it didn't feel like a nail but it could have yeah and that was like not it was sort of like a co-design feeling in terms of it allow. it was a platform like, and that's where I'm trying to get to is like leadership feels like when executed well is a platform and a safe platform to allow certain people to be able to say things that affect them in a good mm-hmm. way. Like leadership is being able to protect people to feel safe, to be able to do things. And that's what I think is missing in, in social. And we've spoken about that. And I feel like leadership's lacking in that space, both policy and, and and business front because there's so much money made around if it bleeds let it bleed and make a ton of money like that's where leadership's dying but then leadership is growing where people can feel heard and there is a serious desire and need and your and and understanding that we need to hear 
different ways of doing things. Like there is an actual desire for that more than there was. And that's what gets me so conflicted in this post-truth era because I feel like we hark back to two newspapers running the country. That was sort of better than we are now, but it's like, was it? And then were the organisations that running that, it was black and white. Now it feels a lot more grey and I'm a big fan of grey even though it gets a bit beige. But at the same time, there's so many yeah. good flavours in that grey. But I feel like that leadership style has changed now. It's like you're a platform. What do you use that platform and how do you create that platform to be safe? Yeah, to it's true. Like you, you do make a really good point. Like I, I, But I would counter it slightly in that I think what's what's really happened with with leadership is really intertwined with accountability right yeah. so like i think that's that's the other part of that i think we live in a post-truth era but we're also starting to live in a post-accountability era yeah, which is kind it. of like like you know that's it's almost this this kind of counterweight because i think those positions the you there used to be a correlation that i don't think exists anymore between doing those types of roles that actually were very accountable to the, to the group of people and the esteem in which you were held in. Right. And so, because, you know, we, we lack faith in institution therefore, and also the people who work for them and, you know, quite rightly in some instances, right. I mean, our institutions in quite a few cases have seriously let us down. Plus the people who are actually involved with them, you know, atrocities that you know i don't have to go into but the full gamut of things and we've we've seen that so society has seen that but then i think we live in this time where like if you're like if i just took the example of like being like the president of like a local footy club it's kind of like that used to be something where i think you were held in quite high esteem and it might be still that you're the case but now there's always a there's less of a there's less esteem but probably even more accountability and that's where it becomes very very challenging i think for leaders is that there isn't a lot of emotional reward that goes with the position so therefore less and less people want to do it but we're also living in an era where the accountability to be part of that collective action to kind of actually do things and i think you even saw this with the referendum right so some people really took it upon themselves to kind of basically take action against it and that's what you're talking about as a platform but ultimately i think the the other side of that that thing actually there's a few more people who actually took direct accountability for getting to know right so versus kind of you know there were more people kind of um not taking the same level of accountability to get to yet perhaps so that that's that's part of our challenge at the moment, like really strong way to get people to things, but you still need some people to drive it through. And I think if one or two things would have worked differently in that instance, it would have worked differently. 100%. But I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that, but I feel like that's where we're going right now is this awkward phase of change. And I feel like change is so awkward. <coughs> and yeah. I, this, that's what I feel like that, that referendum shows us they tried and I'd be sad to see that not get pushed. I just don't think they got to consensus on general messaging on that one that was strong enough and understood what coalition and what I know and what a what a blatant machine and what what a simple mind sometimes a human mind can be in terms of clear messaging and how you have to be repetitive. It was maybe a bit too too complex on so many different levels or too to individual like how do you get a platform yeah. to be central and then get agreement and then push forward on something which is really hard because then it touches on maybe where we go next or where we go is it's like leadership is around compromise and if it's an individual or a group it's like if you've got a vast group of stakeholders 
to get to the central vision is going to, by definition, take compromise on certain facets if we're all going to move to a to a queue or we're all going to move to a beat. That's just the definition of leadership and leadership, the charisma element comes in of being able to not persuade but show the benefit of doing that and maybe the downside of not doing that. And I feel like that's where maybe we're lacking now if leadership is a platform like what Labor did or like what a lot of organisations are doing now. It's like how do you then galvanise around not infighting and not being able to be like, well, this is actually the alternative if we don't get to a compromise here. And how do we then agree on central messaging to be able to bring on other parties to actually push this agenda or push this this needle through and be able to have a win and a good win? Well said. Well, I mean, I think that's that's kind of where we can go next, isn't it? It's kind of like, is it a, you know, Leadership is definitely about accountability, but is it actually about in a platform era about taking accountability for more things, right? And that's the that's the part I think that you know, like someone like a um, can't believe I said him three times in this podcast, but like a Joe Biden has has actually done, <laughs> right? He actually takes your names, Joe. I think. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, it's but he's actually taken accountability for a wider um, thing than necessarily he wanted to lead on, and maybe that's that's the future. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go there tomorrow. Next time, next time we chat, Joey. All right, Joe Biden. I mean, Joe. Go cats. <laughs> Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at BAUPod.co. That's BAUPod.co.